Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading law of attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker, and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much, gorgeous souls, for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. Today, we have a very exciting episode as we are joined by Elisa Kelly, who is an amazing astrologer. So Elisa, if you don't know, is a renowned celebrity astrologer, best-selling author, and podcast host. She pens a bi-weekly column in The Cut, is a reoccurring guest on The Drew Barrymore Show, and serves as the resident astrologer for Bumble. Welcome to the show, Elisa. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm excited too. I mean, we were just chatting before. Obviously, we spoke a couple of years ago on your podcast, so it felt right at the beginning. I know we're in February when we're recording this, but at the beginning <laughs> of the year to talk about the themes of astrology for 2023, what we can expect, and also how to manifest with astrology as well. But before we dive into that goodness, I would love to know, Elisa, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? Well, I love this question so much because I feel like I'm always <laughs> having a spiritual awakening. Um, as soon as I feel like I, well, I guess that is sort of the, that's that's the the humor of having a spiritual awakening, right? It's like you are so radically different from how you were before, but that can happen so many, and it, it really ought to, should happen so many times over the course of a life. Um, that each time you have one of those breakthroughs, you're like, oh, wow, like this is, I know it now, like I get it. And then you have another one that sort of undoes it. But that cycle for me started um, in my early 20s. So it started uh, about 10 years ago. And I was living in California. I uh, was in Los Angeles. I was working in the art world. I had graduated from college about two years ago and technically was sort of living a surface, very 
a life that I had manifested, right? Like a life that I had worked really hard to build and create. Um, I was working at like a really great art gallery and I was traveling around the world. And I was also extremely broke financially because so much of that work is based on commission. Um, so I was really struggling financially. I was getting into very deep credit card debt. And I also was feeling extremely unfulfilled. And the combination of those variables just left me sort of in a, in a bit of a crisis, um, existential and then also financial. And I was really trying to figure out what was going on because it didn't seem like any of the tools that I had available were working. Um, I needed new tools. And of those tools that I started to seek, I uh, stumbled upon my moon sign. Uh, I had always known I was a Leo sun, but I did not know I was a Pisces moon. And that was sort of like a, a gateway game change watershed moment for me when at that time I started to really understand that I was more, I was a complex person. And I would say that the first sort of step in the spiritual breakthrough was recognizing that a lot of what I was experiencing uh, in, in sort of me feeling very fragmented of me feeling unfulfilled was the fact that I didn't really know myself and I wasn't being compassionate and wanting to get to know myself. I wasn't listening. So first spiritual breakthrough was around astrology and it was listening. Um, though I will say just to complicate this a little bit more, I do remember having important spiritual breakthroughs even in childhood. Um, I remember having these sort of like divine-esque experiences and they were, you know, they're very childlike. It was sort of being in nature or feeling, you know, you wishing for something and then that wish coming true, wishing on a star and then actually seeing, <laughs> seeing that happen in your real life. So I have always been very sensitive. I am a Pisces moon after all. So I have been always very sensitive and sort of tuned in to energy and frequencies and working with my own magic. I love that and a beautiful story as well. And it's interesting, like you say, when you look back to your childhood as well of those little moments where you do capture that magic, where you do think, huh, maybe I was onto something. Maybe I did know more than I, you know, thought I did in my early twenties. Um, so it's interesting how it kind of comes around full circle again. And we think, oh, okay, actually how we were in childhood is actually we can capture that magic here and now as well. Totally. And I think that that's a big part of the work, right? Is to go back to those, um, to those experiences and to those feelings and to those sensations before you were told that they were wrong or that it was weird or that magic doesn't exist or that like that's all in your head. Um, and for sensitive beings like you and I, um, you know, it's, that that kind of feedback that we would receive from like the cruel world of practicality is actually really damaging. So I know that a lot of your listeners will probably relate to the fact that like being told their intuition is wrong was really uh, oppressive, you know, and it really limited what they were felt like they had the potential to do and therefore set them on wrong paths and force them to make wrong decisions. You know, like all of this is related. Mm, absolutely. Well, Eliza, I'd love for you to explain to us what is astrology and how can it help us manifest? So I'm going to sort of answer it in a flip way, which is I believe that manifestation is really about speaking your truth. 
And to speak your truth, we also need to figure out what our truth is. And astrology is a practice in exploring one's many truths. Um, it's an interpretive, I, I say it's an interpretive art um, where we are looking at the position of the planets and celestial bodies and the sky overhead at the moment that you were born to determine um, the stories, the narratives, the personality traits, the preferences, the timing of things in your life. Um, but of course, so much of how we understand astrology is also through the translator as the astrologer, um, which I, I really like to emphasize because I think that it's important for people to know that astrology, when we see something in our chart that freaks us out or that we don't like or that we don't resonate with, like make it your own, you know, make it something that resonates and feels right for you. It doesn't have to be didactic. Um, so astrology for me is this, it's this wonderful exploration of self. It's an exploration of others in your life, of patterns, of stories. And it's an incredible tool for and it, as it was for me, for really launching um, a spiritual practice and for also sort of celebrating and finding out who you are so that you can really dive deeper into your manifestation work, into your healing journey, whatever is calling you, which is probably all of the above. Definitely. Well, let's move on to astrology of this year then. So what does the astrology of 2023 look like? What should we be looking out for, Elisa? <laughs> so I'm excited for the astrology of 2023 because it's there's a lot of new things coming in. And I love portals. <laughs> I love any sort of threshold or gateway that I can step through to begin something new. Uh, I am someone who like relishes every fresh start that is available. Like what a gift to have. And we have a lot of them this year. And that is actually one of the signatures of 2023. Um, we have Saturn moving into a new sign in March for the first time since 2020. So that's a big one. Um, we have Pluto moving into a new sign in March for the first time since the year 2008. So that's a really big one. Uh, Pluto hasn't actually been in the sign of Aquarius where it's going to be moving into in March since the year 1777. So it's a, it's a long time coming. Um, then we have Jupiter moving into a new sign. Then we have the nodes of fate shifting into a new axis. So we have a lot of what we call in astrology uh, ingresses, which is a new entering. And with all of these new ingresses, with all of these new enterings, it's really cool because it's opportunities for us to start new chapters and stories in our own life. And something I was actually just ruminating on the other day um, during the last full moon that I did you know, a nice big release ritual with was like some of the stories that I am still trying to undo are like 20 years old, you know, like they're like old stories. So it would be really exciting for this year for us to all just get some new plot lines in the mix, things that are just, you know, catching us off guard, coming out of left field, things that are really surprising us. Um, and that is a lot of what this year is. But for anyone who's like, mm, 2023, like uh, so far, very boring or so far it's been shitty or so far not so good. The astrology doesn't really start up like with all of this new energy that we're talking about until March. 
So it really is sort of like we have to kind of get through quarter one before we can really start to feel the effects of this new energy. Mm, And it's interesting, like you say, from... I mean, how often are those planets sort of going through the signs? I know you mentioned a couple of years for some of them, but, you know, the other planets like Jupiter, et cetera, do they move through signs quite quickly or are they kind of like year years long periods? Yeah, no, they, they move really slowly. Um, these are really, really big planetary changes to happen. And when astrologers speak of like a big thing that happens, it really means rare. You know, how, what is the frequency of which it occurs? Um, and in the case of, Pluto, as I mentioned, that's a 248-year cycle. In the case of Saturn, that's a 30-year cycle. Um, So people who were born in the early 90s are going to, you know, 1992, 3, 4, are going to go through their first Saturn return. So Saturn hasn't been in Pisces since the early 90s. So this is the first time it's coming back in 30 years. And then as for Jupiter, that's a 12-year orbit. So it hasn't been in Taurus where it's going to be heading in May since for 12 years so like a lot of these are really you know we haven't seen this energy in a long time and then of course we haven't seen the combination of these planets doing these things for like thousands and thousands of years so that's also kind of just cool which is that it has its own sort of unique blend that we're going to start to learn and understand as the year goes on fascinating i love it so what shifts and changes can we expect to see in the world this year with this astrology I think that we should really expect to see a lot of, um, not to be redundant, but like a lot of unexpected and new stories, you know, like right now it might seem very possible or it, you know, it might seem impossible, I should say, that there's going to be yet another social media uh, platform that comes out and sort of like, you know, takes us for a ride as TikTok has over the past couple of years. But I think it's really possible. Um, I think it's really possible that we're going to start to see some innovations in technology that really change and medicine even that really change the way that we live. Um, I think it's really possible that we're going to start to see this. I mean, it's already become so mainstream in the past 10 years since I've been working in astrology, but I think that spirituality is going to become really like, like profoundly mainstream, which has its own implications, you know, for practitioners. But I do think that it is, you know, this is going to be a year that a lot of things are coming into sort of the broader culture. Mm. And I definitely feel that already. Like um, in January here in the UK, manifesting still very much taboo, very much like, oh, as many things are here in the UK. And um, the amount of press that got in touch with me of like, we want to talk about manifesting just because lucky girl syndrome was like trending on TikTok at the time. And it's really great to see that that is happening because, you know, here in the UK, like I did a workshop with L'Oreal in January. And I was, I said to the L'Oreal people, I said seven years ago when I started this, there's no way I would be sat here doing a manifestation workshop for L'Oreal. But now manifesting especially, but spirituality as a whole is so widely spoken about. And it's great because the more people that learn about it, the more people's path it crosses. Fantastic. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If it helps them to feel happier, if it helps them to manifest their dreams, awesome. But it's so interesting. I even think since the shift of 2020, how much spirituality as a whole is really propelling, like you say, and more and more people are accepting it. It's becoming more and more common. Um, And I think that's great for all of us who have kind of been like the black sheep of the family for so long, kind of being like the woo-woo one as such. But in terms of the astrology since 2020 then, it's been so, so interesting as world events have unfolded, life's changed for all of us. So what is the astrology kind of looking like over the next years? Because I think a lot of people are kind of like, what next? Like not another year, like don't Mercury retrograde me anymore, whatever it is. You know, what does the astrology look like for the coming years? So, you know, I, (laughs) I, in 2019, the, I, when I was looking at the astrology of 2020, it was so, (laughs) it was so intense, you know, and I remember doing workshops and making memes. And like one of the memes that I made was like, when I talked about the astrology of 2020 and it was like a person on a chalkboard and it was like, we are all fucked. And like, then 2020 happened. Right. And then all of those memes and all of those workshops I did were sort of recirculated. And then that became sort of fodder to be like, what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen. And I was absolutely participating in that narrative because I was scared and lost and confused. And I wanted to use astrology as I had always which was to make sense of an impossible situation. And then I realized that it was actually making me very sick to do that. I was getting physically, literally physically ill in addition to mentally and spiritually. I I didn't even know that because the anxiety was so strong and so high. So after that, (laughs) I, and sort of realizing that and coming to, which took me about a year um, to sort of understand all of the variables and why I had gotten sick. I sort of made a rule to not look too far into the future. And um, I think that the, and that's not to be, that's, you know, looking at the astrology for 2023, we're here, we're here right now, you know? So like, it's great to talk about what's upcoming, but then beyond that, 
I feel like some things that can start to happen is that we uh, transit trip is what I call it, where transits are the planetary movement in astrology. And instead of sort of being open and remaining curious to things, we end up actually feeling projecting our anxieties into fears onto it. So this is a long winded way of saying like, of course, the astrology is always going to be astrology, right? There's always going to be like crazy things that are happening and once in a lifetime things and powerful transits that could change our world forever. But as much as we can to be in the moment and be present as astrologers, which is like almost a paradox, I think that that is really, um, that's at least what I'm striving to achieve. Mm. And I think, like you say, it's important to do that because like you say, when all the astrology came in and all the different world events, et cetera, year after year after year, like you say, you can then think, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Like that transit in 2025, oh my God. And you think, well, actually, we don't know how that will play out yet. We don't know how that will look. So I, I think it's really important that you say that because again, it, it is embracing that present moment. It's being here and now and thinking, okay, what opportunities are coming up with this astrology this year? And and letting it be what it needs to be, feeling into the energy as and when it comes, I think is so, so important, like you say. So um, I love that answer. Thank you. Yeah. I And, and to be surprised, you know, um, as a personal example, I was having this, I had this transit that was happening that I had been sort of anticipating for many years. Um, it was Uranus crossing my IC, which is Uranus, the planet of shocking things, moving into my house of home and family and my mom. Um, my mom has a lot of health issues since I was a kid. So, you know, it, when I saw that transit, I was like, well, I know what this means, you know, and as it turns out, nothing that I thought was going to happen, all of my worst fears weren't imagined. In fact, it actually turned out to be an extremely positive change. And my husband and I bought a house upstate and Taurus, my IC of home and family, which is about the earth and nature. It just meant that I became a nature girly. That's what it meant. But I could have never known that would happen. I could have never anticipated it because for me, my anxiety and my fear was much louder and stronger than my ability to imagine something beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that was such a learning lesson for me. Um, and after, you know, with the combination of like the 2020 experiences on the collective and then in my personal life being like, the worst didn't happen. In fact, something really beautiful happened that I couldn't have even anticipated because I was so fogged up with my own shit. Like <laughs> that was is so inspiring. So that was yet you asked me at the beginning, what was the spiritual breakthrough? Like they're really happening all the time. They're nonstop happening. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to talk a little bit more about manifesting with you then. So what are your top tips and practices for manifesting? Because we love all things manifestation here on this podcast, as you know. So I always love to ask, what are your top tips? What practices do you really love? So I love manifesting. It's one of my greatest and favorite joys in life. And um, I have a few tips on it from my practice. Um, which is that a really good manifestation is going to be one that is taking place in both the physical world and then also the spiritual astral realm. So in my book um, called This Is Your Destiny, Using Astrology to Manifest Your Best Life, I describe this as the manifestation cafe where you go in and you place an order and being very specific about what you want is really important. 
because then the server is going to take that order and move it to the kitchen, which is really the astral realm, right? We don't see it, but it's all of the stuff that's happening behind the surface where the cooks are prepping and they're chopping and they're just like getting everything ready. And then depending on the sort of scope of your order, like if you got something that needs a lot of like prep time, if you got something that needs to be in the oven for a really long time, might take, a, they might be like, well, this is a 20 minute, you know, are you good to wait? Yes. So then they come back out with your order and then it really is like, it's going to be a reflection of how you ordered it. You know, it's going to be a reflection of what you, of what ingredients you specified that you wanted is, is going to be what your experience is then consuming it and enjoying it. So working in both of these realms, recognizing that there is sort of the physical, like, this is what I want. And then there's all of the spiritual work that has to go into it too, um, is this, and they're constantly in flow is sort of like my secret sauce manifestation. Um, but then beyond that, I'm also someone who really loves rituals, um, rituals serve, uh, they sort of take care of, of what I'm describing in a really perfect way, because it is both spiritual and physical. So you are doing something that exists on the spiritual plane by sort of being like, I'm creating a sacred space. I'm making time to really think and journal and meditate on this, but I'm also doing a physical action that, you know, I'm lighting this candle or I am, you know, uh, working with my crystals and I'm sort of creating like this protective circle or, you know, what my favorite thing is always for like a money manifestation at the end of your ritual is actually to send money to someone or to an organization or a charity, because that is the way to sort of tell the universe, like I'm in flow, you know, like we're giving and receiving. So that's the physical action. So for me, it's like pairing the spiritual and the physical. Um, it's really sort of, it's marrying your intentions with the choices and the actions that you're making. Um, and it's also fundamentally sort of like common denominator is getting really, really, really honest. It's getting really honest with yourself and it's breaking up big goals into more action, actionable and bite-sized bits so that they're a little easier to work towards and to create and to generate in your life. 100% agree with all of that because, you know, it's like when I think the one thing that people really struggle with with manifesting is it feels overwhelming sometimes. People are so busy doing all the things and all the practices that they just come to, you know, whether they message me, email and just feel this whole overwhelmed heap. So I like what you say about the bite size aspect of it because it is so important to break it down and find what works for you as well. There's so many great practices out there that, you know, it's not going to resonate with every single person in the whole entire world. So I love that you share your practice there because it's so important to incorporate, whether it's different spiritual practices or whatever it may be, like make it your own ritual, make it your own practice, because then that's going to be so unique to you and you're going to get so much more of, out of that practice as well. Yes, absolutely. So Elisa, then my last question to you today then is what is one piece of life advice that you'd like to leave my lovely listeners with? Oh my goodness. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I would say sort of in response to some of the conversations that we've had, um, surprise yourself. Don't be afraid to surprise yourself. Um, it's really quite incredible how you know, uh, your life, your conditions, your circumstances, they can change so fast. Mm -hmm. And for someone who's struggling and for someone who's really just feeling like they're not where they want to be, don't lose hope and recognize the fact that like 
things are not permanent. Things can really change. Humans are so elastic and our life and our energy is so incredibly uh, rejuvenative, you know, like it is constantly going to be transforming and going through some sort of metamorphosis. So give yourself permission to surprise yourself as often as possible and choose the path of surprises. Choose to surprise yourself um, whenever you can. Love, love, love that beautiful message. Thank you so much. So where can all my lovely listeners find you if they want to learn more about your work? I'm on the internet, (laughs) believe it or not. I'm at Aliza Kelly, which is A-L-I-Z-A-K-E-L-L-Y on all of the social media channels, including those that have yet to be invented. And um, yeah, I have have four books. Um, I have, and for this conversation, I would say the two that are really sort of topical is This is Your Destiny, Using Astrology to Manifest Your Best Life. And then I have an Oracle deck uh, called There Are No Coincidences, uh, which just came out a couple of months ago. So check out those works exciting stuff well a big big thank you Lisa for coming on today it's been such a joy chatting with you as always and thank you so much for sharing all your pearls of wisdom with us thank you so much Emma So thank you so much gorgeous souls for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed Elisa and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Elisa's website in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching, my books, my videos, or anything else that I have to offer, you can find it all at emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much gorgeous souls for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fabulous week whatever you're up to and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode which will be next week. Lots of love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.